Welcome to episode 39 of Hair Biz Radio with your host, Zakira. And Mikey. And we have a little special guest, my snacks over here. Oh, <laughs> snack guest. Yes. I was just actually saying, like, people probably watch this all the time. I'm like, because Zakira was like, oh, should I have my snacks here? And they're like, oh, snacks. And I thought, you know, like everyone watching probably looks at me and they're like, oh, snack. So it's. <laughs> It's only fair that she has a snack. I'm a snack. You know what I mean? It's like all comes together. (laughs) It all comes together. It's fine. It's good. Okay. So it's really cool because Mikey and I are back together again doing an episode by ourselves. No guests today. No guests. But we have some very exciting news. A lot has been going on in the office. A lot has been going on in the background. It's more than exciting. Okay. Well, like super exciting news. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let Mikey talk a little bit about the news that we got this week, how everyone in the office was super excited. Just the hard work that we've been putting in is coming to fruition and just seeing Mikey almost cry. Like that was that's about impossible. (laughs) Like unless like a family member dies, my cat, the kind of family. I mean, that's. And then what happened? That's about it. (laughs) Something, you know, I don't know. That's about it. So tell everybody the good news. So the good news is private label extensions. Actually, let me back it up a little bit. So Inc. Magazine every year recognizes the fastest growing companies in America. And we applied earlier this year because it has to be, they base, for 2018, they base the numbers off 2014 to 2017. And it's how fast companies are growing from 2014 to 2017. You have to have a minimum of $100,000 in sales in 2014. That was actually technically our first year. Yeah. And then and then you take it, what it's scaled up to be in 2017. And what's the growth percentage? How does that look? How does it compare to other companies in the United States, in Georgia, and then down to the city, which is Atlanta, not just Georgia, but states, but yeah. we're obviously in Georgia. So private label extensions. <laughs> Came in at 278. Yes. Ranked 278 out of the 5,000 or by far the out of any other hair company. I wasn't even, I didn't go through the whole 5,000 yet because it just came out literally today. Today is August 15th. Yeah. So it was just released. We found out last week. So it's just amazing. I, mean, I can't even say like as an entrepreneur to get that kind of recognition I grew up reading Ink Magazine. It's been around forever. Yeah. Trying to like find out about <laughs> Ink and Entrepreneur were like the two jams that like I grew up reading because there was like not really internet news yet. But you know, you'd go to the store and like read about entrepreneurs and try to figure out what business to start. But we made it. Like, yeah, it was actually Ink Five Hundred. Yeah, technically. So the, there's two things. There's the Ink Five Thousand, and those are the companies that are like five hundred one to five thousand, and then the Ink Five Hundred is the top 500. So we ranked 278 for the whole United States. In Georgia, we ranked number 13. 13. Yeah. <laughs> and in Atlanta, we ranked number 12. 12. I mean, just think about this for a second. And then consumer products, they list all the consumer products. That's actually another category. Mm-hmm. We ranked 20. So... I don't even know what to say. Like, Yeah, I remember maybe it was last year or maybe two years ago. Mikey was talking about Inc. 5000. Like, we're going to be in Inc. 5000 next year. We're going to be in it. And then I this mean, year, I willed it. I willed that thing. Yeah, definitely. Every day I think about it. Spoke like, it into existence. And yeah. I just think that it, it's really great that the company got to experience it together. Yeah, for sure. We opened up. There's, uh, if you see on our Instagram page, Facebook page, Private Label Extensions, You'll see like we got the packet and it was like the opening of the packet 
it was just HD, our videographer who's videotaping this now, she wasn't there. So like my camera shut off after the first 30 seconds. <laughs> so we didn't get like the super good video. Thanks a lot. But it's fine. We had everyone out with their phones and cameras. And honestly, it's probably one of the most special moments for the company in its existence. Like, yeah, it's just it was crazy. Yeah. But I think like a lot of people are probably listening like, oh, my God, that's exciting. Like, I'm glad you guys made the Inc. 500. But what did you really do? Like, what was that preparation leading up to becoming an Inc. 5000 member? Yeah. So today we wanted to talk about some of the key facts and key things that you need to do to become an Inc. 5000 company, which is become a super fast growing company. Yeah. There's a lot that went into, you think about 2014 when we first started, we didn't really know too much what we were doing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> especially in the hair industry, there was still a lot to learn. So I think the goal was to learn as much as we could in 2014. Trial but, and error. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of trial and error. I think some of the key things we could talk about today to grow your company over a couple couple years and then to grow so fast. I think our growth percentage was about 1,750%, something yeah. like that. So it's pretty good. You know, it's all public information. So in 2014, we did $220,000 in sales. And then in 2017, we did 4.2 million. Yeah. So like <laughs> that's scaling pretty fast. And that's all verified by like our CPA. We had to send in like everyone has to send in their copies of tax returns and all this other verified documents. So I guess other companies maybe could have cheated it somehow, but I would never say anything like that. I doubt it. So it's all verified numbers. So I think I'll just start with like the number one thing that the number one reason or thing that you have to do to make it into that level of growth I think consistency. A hundred percent. It's consistency. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're not consistent with your business, you're just not going to be successful. Definitely. It's just there's there's no way around it unless like you're some luckiest person in the world or something like that. But that's not something you want to bet on in business because business, you know, it's not just your time, but it's your money. Yeah. Right. So being consistent, that is absolutely the key. Making sure that your team is consistent, that's going to be kind of part two. It can't just be all you. I think that's one of the main reasons why people fail in business because oh, they're not consistent. Sure. Yeah, for sure. And then I see a lot of times because I meet with a lot of entrepreneurs and kind of take them out to lunch and see what they're doing just to give them advice. And one of the things that really helped me was you see like we always talk about these shiny objects and all these other opportunities. Like when you're an entrepreneur, I get message all the time like, oh, I got this great opportunity. You can help with this project or you can help with this project or that project. Say no to everything. Yeah. When you first start your hair brand, don't try to start your makeup, your clothing, your this, that, the other, all at the same time. It's just too much. Yeah. It's really too much. Focus on making one thing successful first and then start building off of that. Yeah, and if, if you're a reader, one great book that's really helpful in that category is The One Thing by Gary Keller. I haven't even read that. No. I need to read that. Oh, yeah. The look one at, thing. Look at Meg's over here, the editor. And she <laughs> just this. It's a really great book. Yeah. So it's helped me. It kind of, the basis of it is it helps you zero in and focus on that one thing versus focusing on a ton of things. It's teaching you how to become a master at the one thing and then scaling from there. Yeah. It's really, truly that important. And then I can say when we first started and or even the first couple of years, even in 2016, when it was just a couple of us. We had, we kind of, everyone did everything. And that's kind of how we ran the business just because we didn't have enough people. But as the business has grown, we've been segmenting what everyone's been doing. Yeah. And saying, hey, look, this is what you're going to do. 
be the best at this particular part of the company. And as we continue to grow, we'll continue to segment. So if you're first starting out, obviously you're not going to have this whole team. I think we're up to about 19 employees now. You're probably not going to have this huge team. So you're going to be doing everything. But in the back of your mind, one thing you need to focus on is starting to build your team. Yeah. Right. So you got to think that in 2014, guess what? I was still working my real estate job probably 50, minimum 50 hours a week. Yeah. All of 2014 working 50 hours a week. But then we got Mr. 2.0. He was kind of like the first person to really start with the business. And then Mm -hmm. you came on shortly after. So we had two people kind of running the business while I was still working about 50 hours a week, full-time job. Yeah. And then beforehand and then at nights working on the business while you guys did it during the day. Yeah. And then 2015, we had someone else join us, but she's no longer with us right now. But I was still working 50 plus hours a week and then before and after. Yeah. Right. And it's just what it took. Not taking one dollar out yeah. of the business. It wasn't until 2016 when our numbers started looking pretty good where I'm like, hey, you know what? This thing's getting pretty serious. <laughs> and I talked to them. I was like, guys, imagine if instead of me working my full time job, I you know, I think we're at the point where I could come on full time yeah. in my own business, which right. sounds crazy, but <laughs> that's just part of the hustle and grind. Yeah. Right. To support the business. And I think it really, that summer, actually, we I remember we went into that slow summer in 2016. Oh, right around uh, June. June, yeah. Yeah, June, because June, July, if you guys have a hair business, like, don't freak out. It's going to be the slowest months for you is June and July of the summer. And then it starts to pick up mid-August, kind of right around now when we're recording this. But I remember like in June, and I'd been on for like a month, maybe two months, and then I think by July, I'm like, okay, the company doesn't have much money. <laughs> I might not have even paid myself for that month just so the company could get through it. But then by August, everything went back to normal and then really went up from there, Yeah, especially hitting 2017. It's funny. So one of my favorite entrepreneurs is Richard Branson. And this guy is just, he's just so cool. Like you see him and he's older now, but he's got that long hair. (laughs) He's got all these crazy stories of like growing up as an entrepreneur and doing this, that, the other. But one of the things I always like that he said is, you know, as an entrepreneur, and if you really want to grow your business, you have to take yourself out of the business. So that's really putting all the right people in place. And it's important to put the right people in place. Yeah. So you can be on the outside of the business, kind of looking in. Working on the business. Working on like some of the bigger stuff. Yeah. Kind of some of the products that we'll be talking about in later episodes. We have some big stuff going on right now. I know we always say that. We do. <laughs> but we literally, it's always something like, I'm always like, guys, guess what? We're doing this thing. or Three, four o'clock us. in the morning. Mikey's like, oh my God, I got this idea. And then like next week, it's like there. <laughs> well, we're bigger now. So it's like yeah. easier. It's easier to do some of these ideas and projects only because we've gotten to this point. Yeah. Like if it was 2014, there's no way we're doing all this stuff. No way at all. There's no way. <laughs> no, it's not working. So the consistency thing, I think, is 100% so important for you to grow your business. Like, you have to be consistent. And I was out to lunch a while ago uh, with a friend of mine, uh, Rusty. He is a CEO, co-founder of a company called Fit Radio. It's a music app, right? And they're based here in Atlanta. And, you know, I was telling him about some ideas, this, that, the other. And one of the greatest things that he ever told me was that someone told him, a guy named David Cummings, very successful entrepreneur, was... Look, when things get boring in your business, but they're working, yeah, 
like you have to just stick with what's working and keep going. Yeah. Because a lot of times, like we're pretty hyped up all the time, but there are parts when you're like, you start to get a little bored in your business after years of doing it. But after the years is when you really start, really can start growing your business because you have systems in place. You have this, that, the other in place, kind of everything in place. So even when things are getting a little boring, like you just have to stick with it. Definitely. So that's the consistency part. I think, you know, building the team. Yeah. If we didn't have the team, we would have nothing. Like we wouldn't be able to handle all the support calls and do this and all these photos and new things for clients and Mm -hmm. everything else. So building the team, what do you think of, what do you think of the team, Zakira? I think we have a pretty solid team right now. I think at the beginning, like when you're first starting a business, you may go through a phase where you hire and fire people or people fall off because they're not the greatest fit for the business. Right. But I don't think you really know what good fit you're looking for until you have someone in the position until you know exactly what it is the company's goals are. So I would say don't get discouraged or frantic if you build a team and it's not the right team, just kind of they'll either fall off or you have to do what you have to do and create the team that's for your business, that's tailored for your business. Yeah, I think it's um, our team right now. We have a fantastic team. There's no one like on my list. You know how like you get a list where you're like, okay, this person's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's on the list right now so that's you know that's pretty good yeah building the team and once you have the team it's you have to really focus on training and i know i'm not the best trainer because i'm just i get like i'm just like well just do it like that and they're yeah. like wait whoa slow down so i've been trying <laughs> to make videos like my new thing is making training videos makes it so much easier so they can review it this that the other i use a program called it's called screencast no screencastify screenomatic Screenomatic? Yeah, I think it's Screenomatic. There's this plugin if you guys need to make training videos. I think it's Screenomatic, Screencast, something screen. It's a Chrome plugin and it's like 20 bucks a year for a pro version. And it's sweet because it'll record your browser window. It's really for recording online stuff. So it'll record your browser window. It automatically uploads it to Google Drive and gives you a shareable link. So that's really, really convenient being able to do that. So yeah, building out the team, training the team. I think another big thing is, I know in society, like you hear a lot of people say, don't focus on anyone else's business, you know, worry about your own. But I think it's critical that when you're building a business, you do a competitive analysis. So a lot of times companies will look at their competitors and see what they're doing, see where they're lacking. And then you kind of pick up the lack or just focus on making your business one step ahead of what everyone else is doing. So really building that competitive analysis to see what your competitors are doing, what's working, what's not working. And then that way you can kind of maneuver and put your own spin on your business as well. Yeah. And what you have to look at, what's going to differentiate you from other businesses, right? right? What's your unique selling point for your business? And is it you're going to offer better customer service, better pricing, some new feature, this, that, the other, whatever it is, maybe some, you know, you put out great information. I don't know what your unique selling position is, but you have to figure it out for your business. Yeah. I know for private label extensions and what we do, I think we have a lot of USPs. Yeah. Like blogging. We put uh, out a ton of content. We do this podcast. We have a good support group. We have great customer service. So I think... But that didn't happen all at once. Right. We've been building this up for years and consistently building up all these things we do over the past few years. Yeah. 
right? So it's not something, so don't get frustrated like, oh, this other company, I always say don't compare, like if you're on chapter one, don't compare like a company like us that's on chapter 24. Right. But there's plenty of companies that are on chapter 60. So it is what it is, right? Yeah. So you want to look at them, but don't compare it and feel bad. Look at it and say, you know what? That company is killing it. I want to kill it too. Yeah. You know, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to do maybe something similar and that's okay. But you have to really focus on your unique selling position, making your company better, offering more value is really important. All those kind of things. They start adding up, but it's not going to be something that just overnight. Yeah. I think another big thing that I realized that we did was when you're not seeing increase sales a lot, creating different avenues or streams of income within the business. So everything that complements what you already have. So like finding different products that complement hair. So we kind of dabbled into beauty a little bit and did lashes. So I think finding other products or other services that complement what you already have going on, that way it kind of helps you build the business like that. Yeah. I think bringing on the lashes and we have a bunch of other stuff planned, Yeah, you know, we're kind of limited in space right now we are we are full in here yeah but I like mean, we created wholesale and drop ship and yeah you know yeah yeah we have additional a lot of new technology services coming additional stuff but it's like find something similar it really does help because you already have the customer kind of like fashion nova okay so fashion right. nova does they had to do all the women's clothes but now they're doing men's clothes mm-hmm. now they accessories have accessories and, yeah. cosmetics are coming if not already there yeah so it's just They have the user base. So now they're just maximizing the user base. Yeah. I think a lot of people get stuck when it comes to that because they may start a hair brand, but then now they're doing apparel or they're doing sneakers or, you know, they're doing a ton of other things. But I think that the key to that is creating streams that are within what you're already doing. That way you don't have to build a whole new system. Same customer base. Right, exactly. But before you try to do all these things, because sometimes, unless you're like doing drop shipping, like what we do, yeah. you know, for our drop shipping clients, we make it so easy because as soon as we have the products on drop shipping, they can start offering it because for us to bring on products, it can cost, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 because we need to bring in so much on a consistent basis. Right. And there's a very, it's an expensive holding inventory cost. So I would say not to, just because of what we said earlier, but definitely when you start adding these products, make sure you have your customer base built. Yeah. Make sure you have your email lists and, you know, your text list or, you know, your social media built up more. You already have a good amount of customers. So when you start bringing on these additional products, especially if you have to personally inventory them, that you're going to have the customer base built up to already buy them because you know think about it when we brought on the lashes in 2017 yeah it was beginning of 2017 we brought on the 3d mink lashes we brought on a set of 10 we're not now at 30 it's like as soon as we brought them it just they went like went. crazy <laughs> like crazy because we already had thousands of customers so yeah. it was just it was just one other thing but if we tried to do that in 2014 what would happen they probably would not have sold as good as they sold they would have got 2017 dusty. yeah they would have <laughs> I mean, they would have just, they would have sat there because we were already yeah. struggling just to sell hair. Right. So then it's like this other thing you guys are trying to sell. Like, it's just, it becomes too much. Yeah. And I think letting go of what's not working. Like one of the things that we did was, you know, when we started off, we were doing network, mar- affiliate marketing, network yeah. marketing and realized that not that it wasn't necessarily working, but we couldn't maximize it to its full potential. I think because of the market 
that we were in. And we listened to our customers. Right. You know, our customers, we had the affiliate. It was kind of similar to how Maven was set up, but Maven did it. Maven had a few different things that they tweaked a little bit better and Maven's killing it. Yeah. Congrats to Maven. Right. But we saw that we weren't killing it. They were killing it. And it was kind of too late for us to switch. But what all our customers wanted, they wanted their own brand. Right. So that's one of the things I think one of our unique selling positions is we allow people to create their own brand and we help them from A to Z, right? So that's good for us. Yeah. Because if, like Zakir, if I told you, do you want to sell somebody else's brand or do you want to sell like your own brand? What are you going to say? I would personally say my own brand. All day. Yeah. And that's what we heard consistently from our clients. So that's what we did is we created the system to rapidly build hair brands or now it's some people build just mink lash brands. Yeah. And then or edge control brands. Edge or, control brands. Yeah. And then, you know, we're going to have a lot more of that kind of stuff here in the near future once we get into our new space. Anxiously waiting. Anxiously <laughs> waiting. Yeah. So that's another part. I think it comes down to consistency, though. But with your marketing, you always have to be learning all the new marketing techniques. Yeah. Building your list. So, you know, you got to think of what is a list. Don't think of email is the only list that you build. Or you said you said learning, but you have to make sure you're applying as well. Like it's one thing to learn the information, right. but it's another thing to apply it. And one thing that Eric Thomas always says that stuck with me is information changes situations. So if the situation right. of your business is going downhill, the information and the knowledge that you get will help you with those critical points that you need to succeed, but you have to apply that information and keep applying it. Yes, for sure. You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, a lot of people ask me, what podcasts do I listen to? What blogs do I read about marketing and all this kind of stuff? And I, oh, that's actually one thing recently in the last couple of months I said, now look, you can listen to podcasts all day. You can read all the best marketing blogs. Yeah. You can take the online classes and all this kind of stuff. And that's great. Yeah. You're bettering your knowledge and yourself. But the part a lot of people fall short on is implementation. Right. Like, it doesn't matter if you're learning all this stuff and not applying it. A hundred percent. But, you know, that goes into applying it to what? So, for us, we're big on building lists. And it's much more than an email list. Right. I mean, our email list is huge. But is it the best performing thing that we have? Maybe not. You know, we have all types of lists and you can go and see what we're doing and you can probably figure out all the other lists we build. Now, what is a list, right? So I think of Facebook users, like our Facebook page, that's yeah. a list. Instagram, we're live on Instagram now, that's a list, right? We have a Facebook group. This podcast, we have subscribers on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you- Subscribe and iHeartRadio. Yes, iHeartRadio. <laughs> Make sure you're subscribing. That's a list, right? So it's you have to think of what is a list and how can I start building these up? And then once you build them up, you can start cross-promoting it. Actually, right before this podcast, I was saying, you know what? Yeah, we, we have, were talking about that. We have a lot of these these things, but we're inside. We're not doing a good job of cross-promoting. Like We have so much power in so many places and we can just keep leveling each one up. So make sure you're cross-promoting. Be better than us and cross promote within your list. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But one thing I can definitely say that, you know, especially with social media stuff, more sp social media specific, what I've read and I think is kind of true, is very hard to grow your social media lists and followers yeah. all across the board at the same time. 
So what I think is usually a pretty good strategy, and a lot of marketers agree, is focus on one platform first that you really love and do your absolute best to build that up. Because once you build up, if you're on Instagram and you have hundreds of thousands of people, oh, we just posted this new video. We're only putting this video on YouTube. Uh, swipe up now and we're gonna show you this new YouTube video. And you start doing that weekly and then those people start subscribing to your YouTube page. Yeah. And then you're building up the YouTube. Maybe then you run some promotion on Facebook or Snapchat or somewhere else. And it's just like, hey, look, we're doing this over here. Go over here too. You know, so think about how you can cross promote and maximize all the lists and social media followers that you've built. I think that's really, really important. Yeah, for sure. And I think we can do a better job. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're not following us on Instagram at Private Label Extensions, watch our stories and everything else. We give like an inside of the business, the day to day. We actually haven't even been utilizing IGTV. We haven't. And that's but, something that we need to start doing. But our IGTV is going to start when we're in a new office. It's going to be kind of like our day to day, all these videos and other kind of stuff, longer format. So IGTV is going to be fun. I think the people want to know when we're moving. <laughs> I want to know when we're moving. Oh, so like we're moving soon. You know, we're building out the space. We bought this building. It's yeah. pretty, you know, it's pretty sizable. It's going to be pretty baller. So we're, we have everything scheduled to be finished. Yeah. <laughs> uh, over the next couple of weeks. I mean, we might get our occupancy in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. But I think that goes to answer like some questions that we get in the hair business group about what's the process like of building a salon or moving into a salon. Like it's not just easy one, two, three, if it's not built out already. You know, there's steps and there's a process that you have to go through. There's waiting, you know, there's permits. There's a lot of stuff that goes into actually getting a salon in our case, a building for us to work in. Yeah, it doesn't happen fast. Yeah. It's not that you can have all your contractors lined up, everything else, but you still have to wait on, it's called the city. <laughs> and the city's got permits. And they like to be like, have their snacks and be like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm going to get you your permit today. You get a call in two weeks because they're busy snacking. I'm just saying, like, it's not the most efficient system how it's run. Yeah. But... It has to be done because you're not moving in and being legit and legal without it. So it is what it is. So yeah, yeah. you got to plan for that. That's one of the things that was important for us is reinvesting back in the business. And that's definitely so important. If you have a great first year and you know, you're getting maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars in sales and you're like, oh, I got like 50 G's in the bank, <laughs> like Gucci this, Gucci that. Gucci. <laughs> like I know you I know you want to be part of the Gucci I gang. I not. Gucci okay. gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. I, I, know I haven't you, heard that in forever. <laughs> I know. I heard it earlier today. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Is that like your morning hype song? I just listen to, uh, you know, I listen to my, my friends have Fit Radio app. So I listen to uh, Fit yeah, Radio yeah. and like they have DJ mixes. That's why I like it because always all these DJ mixes. Yeah. So, I, you know, I work out in the morning, listen to that. So Someone just, teach me how to work out in the morning. Okay. I know. <laughs> I'll get you with my trainer. You will be crying. <laughs> so, yeah, I highly recommend. I know you're going to be hyped making this money. It's just going to keep flowing in. It's never going to slow down. There's not going to be dips and yeah. valleys and peaks and this and that. There will be. <laughs> there definitely will be. You had to plan for those. This year, we really planned for June and July because we knew it was going to be slow. Right. Right? Like we killed it February, March, and April. We know what's coming is the summer. It slows down, but we wanted to keep pushing hard. And I right? think like a lot of people have questions like, why is that? 
I think uh, look braids. at your hair. I know people well, go and get braids for the summer. They don't want to deal with their hair. Kids are out of school. I think it's just yeah. I think it's just you know, it just goes down. It's yeah, just a lot less people wearing wearing hair. Yeah, and honestly, you have. It starts to pick up in August because mm-hmm. of back to school. Back to school, yeah. And then you have the holidays coming up. You and gotta fall look good. is coming. People want to do the colors and yeah. So it's just the summer is for our markets a slow time. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. So you have to plan for that. And going, getting that new car, anything else, when your car is perfectly fine, like don't waste the money. Yeah. You know, we started saving a bunch of money. And what did we do? We bought, you know, we're buying a building. We just bought... <laughs> When you said saving a bunch of money, you want to know it popped up in my head. What's that? <laughs> the Geico commercial. The what? Saving money on car insurance. <laughs> Look, I mean, if you have bad insurance, go to Geico and maybe you can save some money. So it all adds oh, up. Oh, gosh. No, but like we're right now we're investing in land and real estate. Yeah. Right. For the business. So we can have our, we're going to have a big warehouse and then, you know, that we own the actual land and property mm-hmm. and then the building. Right. Yeah. So reinvest back in that. The more you reinvest back in your business, honestly, the faster it'll grow. All the people that are in our Inc. 500 list for this year, I promise you, they invested a lot of money back in their business. Sorry, makes just... Our editor just took a big bite of an apple. I just can't. <laughs> it was just... That was a... I mean, it was a chomp bite. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen... I'm not going to say... Like a, t- dinosaur <laughs> a dinosaur. A dinosaur. We're... I don't know. <laughs> there was a dinosaur chop over here, okay? Like, you guys don't even know what I just witnessed, okay? I mean, that was... Oof, okay. <laughs> One of the things, you know what, that we need to talk about is after you, like, I made the Inc. 5000, like, what now? Push harder. Yeah, like, I think that the momentum has to increase. Like, you know, don't take your foot off the gas. Keep it going, 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 going. Because there's always, you know, next year, there's always improvements that can um, happen in your business. And I think that it's important to learn, keep the information that you learn while reaching that point up to Inc. 5000 and then adding on to it, keeping that and then adding on. Yeah, so there's companies that make the Inc. 500 even multiple years in a row. Yeah. And I feel like it gets a little bit more difficult because your numbers are starting to get really get up there to make it into this league. So like that's <laughs> that's really the one of the first things I was thinking. I was like, okay, we made it. That's awesome. How are we going to make it next year? Yeah. But it really, you have to think about it. And I'm like, guys, look, we did something so incredible here. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are all part of something. I can tell you getting into it is it's so great for the team because they really get the notoriety that they're part of something special, Right. But it's like, what's going to take us to the next level? Right. Are we all going to stay focused and, you know, like stay off social media, personal social media at work and just like push hard? <laughs> See how he tried to slide that in there? <laughs> it's just a problem with all companies. It's but like you such know what I think it is? I think that we're in a time of millennial. You know, a lot of companies now, they're more like millennial kind of base okay so millennials are so you always think, on so, i'm not saying that it's so if okay you, if you work at mcdonald's <laughs> and you're on instagram no i think that if you have in trouble. A, no definitely i'm not saying that it's good that people are on their phones during social media but i'm just saying that and i think it comes from an article that i read like millennials are technology-based individuals so it's kind of like i will out technology the hell out of a millennial okay <laughs> and you know, but it's different. No, I yeah, get it. Definitely. Like it's just it's just one of those things. Like honestly, 
for me, it's going to be a subject that's never going to die. Yeah. I'm always going to have to be like forever. Put your phone away. Come on, guys. Like, yeah. let's put the phone away. And it works for like two weeks. And yeah. then everyone's back on the phones. And then like, I got to say, hey, guys, come on. It's but just, I think there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah. Social media, the place is not work. I yeah. get it. But I think like a lot of companies, once they understand that, okay, technology, millennials, like it's just where we are. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> All the owners are still saying the same thing exactly. I'm saying right no, now. No, I know. Definitely. But I just, agree. Yeah. yeah just... It's just because it's unbelievable how much that you can get stuck on Facebook. It happens yeah. to me. Like literally, you're well, going to be- Well, I don't have social media, so I'm kind of just speaking for everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you just, you just, um, no, I mean, it's a good thing. You probably notice like your productivity increases. Yeah. And, you know, stress a lot of- levels go down. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people you follow, like- if you follow people that get on your nerves and you're following them, and then you need to ask yourself, like, why am I following this person? Because it'll start affecting you. Like, we call it the highlight reel. So, yeah. like, people's highlight reel, it's, you know, they just, <laughs> it's too much sometimes. Yeah, definitely. It's just too much. So, you know, I think those are some some good things. If you just focus on being consistent, focus on marketing, focus on growing your team, focus on having great products, focus on your unique selling position for your business. Keep everything good. You want to have good books. So make sure you have an accountant. It's a lot less expensive than most people think. Yeah. You know, registering your business, you just go directly to the state. It's so easy. People are like all worried about it. And then once you do it, you're like, oh, I'm about to register five more. <laughs> oh, you're like, wait, that, I was stressing over that. Yeah. In business, today's problems. Next year, you will be laughing at them because they're going to be 10 times larger next year. Definitely. It's just kind of how it is. So yeah, I think that's that's pretty crucial. Yeah, so I was pretty excited that we made the Inc. 5000. Hearing you say it last year and then this year, it's like, yes, we made the Inc. 5000. I felt like it took forever to get to today. <laughs> Definitely. You know, we found out last week, but we couldn't really publicly talk about it. They're like, oh, don't talk about it until the 15th when it actually goes live on the website on Inc.com or IncMagazine.com. I might have posted on my personal social media a little ahead of time, but I'm like, <laughs> no one follows me anyway, so it doesn't really matter. We put it on private label, but then I actually took it down because I was like, okay, let's just wait till, yeah. you know, wait till the 15th. But, you know, it's one of those things. It's so important for me because I've been through hell as an entrepreneur, you know, to get like, this is, it's really like a dream come true, serious recognition. But even for the business in our industry, in the beauty industry, and then especially related to hair, the legitimacy factor that you get with getting on this list is like through the roof. Because honestly, you know, through our Facebook ads, our, our posts or certain things, people are like, oh, is this a scam or this real or this, yeah. that, the other? Are you really going to sell? Oh, send me my hair? Like, well, of course, we're not only going to send it, we're going to send it real fast. <laughs> okay. So yeah, for sure. Um, but we it's something that publicly yeah. we can send, instead of just us saying, oh yeah, we're like, we have, you know, getting all these new clients. We offer great services, products, everything. Yeah. We can send them this nice link to ink. Link to ink. Link to ink. <laughs> okay. And um, basically say, look, we're not only a great hair company, but we're one of the fastest growing companies. Definitely the top, top tier fastest growing hair companies in the US. Yeah. I mean, top 1% for sure. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, just being real, yeah. right? Like we all worked hard for this. Definitely. It's okay. So, so yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. The last tip is probably 
listen to more 21 Savage and you'll be way more successful. Oh my God. Mikey has been talking about 21 Savage all week. <laughs> I was in a meet, actually I was in a meeting yesterday, right? I was in, I just got back from, uh, was it yesterday? No, Monday I was in a meeting. I was just got back from Santa Monica meeting with some of our new technology partners. Yeah. And uh, I was joking because I was messaging the team and I just was like <laughs> talking about 21 Savage, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to say it in our in my meeting, <laughs> right? So, so we, you know, I, I met with these guys and basically I like flew to California to shake some people's hands and, you know, just say, look, let's do great business together. There's yeah. a lot of opportunity on both sides. We totally hit it off. So we were out to lunch and we went to some new place that they like, they're like, oh, let's go to this new place. It was this Cuban place. Mm-hmm. It was Awesome. But it wasn't like, you know, Santa Monica is so bougie, right? So this was kind of like more like Miami outside style. And I was like, oh, this place is cool. So he's like, yeah, I haven't been here before. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know this place. 21 Savage comes here all the time. And he's like, <laughs> he turns around. And he's like, oh, really? And I was like, I was like, yo, man, I was just kidding. I don't know where that guy goes. I was like, he just hears music God. sometimes, you know? I can't. That's another definite part of business. Like, it's going to be stressful. Yeah. But you got to have some fun sometimes, too. Right. And you got to have fun with your team. You know, it's those moments. It's funny because he bought lunch and they're only like 14 months old. And I was like, man, I really appreciate that. I was like, when I was 14 months, you know, when we were in 14 months, I was like 2.0. If you're going to order something, no appetizers, no extra <laughs> chips, like, yo, company's on a major budget. I'm still like that now. Oh but my like, gosh. we can barely afford a company launch. And yeah. usually like in the first couple of years and sometimes even now, it's just, I pay for it personally. Like I don't even, I don't even try to write like all this crazy stuff off and yeah. everything else. I think people start getting some money and they see revenues and they're like, oh, tax breaks. And they're like, just start spending money because they think they can write everything off. And then their accountant's like, yo, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and you're like, oh, uh, yeah, don't get too hyped with that. Yeah, don't. Don't get it's too not hyped. fun. Yeah, so if you guys have any questions, make sure you reach out to us. I think the best way to do do it is get into our Facebook group. I'm going to put a link in the show notes at hairbizradio.com, episode yep. 39. So we'll have a direct link to our group that you can get in. It's got about 18,000, almost 18,000 people in it. Yeah, I think a little over 18,000. Yeah, right, right around 18,000. The interaction in there is amazing. Very supportive group. I have zero tolerance for spam or people trying to like sell some BS or cash at me this or that. This is the block finger and I push block very quick. <laughs> I mean, I will I will block before I even blink. Oh god. I will block someone <laughs> in that group because all these Facebook groups are so filled with spam. Yeah, that's true. And there's no value in it. Like you got to provide value in these groups otherwise you're just in all these lame groups and you're just like, "Meh." Man, you know? <laughs> for sure. Yeah, well, if you guys have not subscribed yet to Hair Biz Radio, I think we do a pretty great job at providing valuable information, resources, tools, everything you need when it comes to the hair industry and sometimes personal stuff as well or yeah. increasing professionalism or whatever the case may be. So Our awesome guests. Yeah, definitely. We have great guests that come on on a weekly basis and then we have more guests coming up in the future that you guys are going to want to hear from. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. And if you're listening to this and you want to see our beautiful faces, you want to see Zakira's snack today and me as a <laughs> snack personally, you can go to our YouTube channel at Private Label Extensions on YouTube and we put the videos up there as well. Yes. Until next time Thank on you. Hair Biz Radio. Bye.